Good afternoon. This is Sam Rajofsky. You're listening to the What's Right Show, News Talk 840 KXNT. Rarely wrong, always right. Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, that's me. Uh, great to be with you, folks. Uh, somber day, of course. Uh, going through this, this awful shooting in Texas that occurred yesterday. Uh, found out about it, of course, right, right as I was going on air. Uh, so yesterday I only reacted to it very briefly, and as I prefer to do, take a little bit of time when when big events like this occur and step back and give it some thought, because that is precisely what most people today and yesterday have not done. Uh, there, I will say this, if anyone tells you there is an easy fix to this they're lying. They're having you on. The, the other part of it is everybody has an agenda. And to me, using tragedies to advance an agenda is, uh, well, it's just despicable. So here's what I think you have to consider. You have to acknowledge that shootings like the one yesterday – particularly the school shootings, right? They are on the rise. But you have to put it into perspective and understand in what way. Now, I'm not talking about mass shootings in general, but I'm looking at school shootings because that's where we have to start. I mean, it's the most vulnerable among us, our kids. And this, uh, to echo what everyone is saying across the board, it is frankly unacceptable. Now, when you look at this and you go, you, you go back in time, and you examine, get a feel for the data. And I say get a feel for the data because the data does suggest something. Between 1972 and uh, 20, let me see here, 2012, guess how many school shootings we had in this 40 years? Well, we had two. And one of those included Columbine. The decade from 2012 till today, there was a total of four, and three occurred just in the last four years. So that is a huge acceleration. Now, guns, that is what everyone's talking about, guns. They think it's about the guns. And the guns are uh, play a role in this, no doubt. These shooters are using uh, military-grade rifles, and they're doing a tremendous amount of damage with them. But what people that are crying today uh, and, and, and angry and upset about guns and gun ownership, what they are failing to do is recognize other causes that, in my view, are more significant but require uh, more introspect for us as a society. You know, I talked about this many times. I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 1980. And in the early 80s, it became very much in vogue to talk about self-esteem. I became the first uh, kid in that self-esteem generation 
that and I and I remember this vividly. I remember going to school and 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 still teachers were the ones at least that were more fashionable and up to speed on the latest stuff were keen to talk to me about my self-esteem and how I needed to be an individual and how I it's okay if I'm a certain way and I'd come home thank goodness to parents who set me straight because uh, my parents certainly believed in old school parenting and raised both me and my sister to understand our duties in life and that myself and my id came after my responsibilities as a citizen, as a human being, as a member of my family, as a member of my community, and so forth. The thing that followed, it didn't hit me. It didn't hit the kids my age, but the kids that I babysat, right? So the kids that were 10 years younger, that was the medication generation. And we began giving kids who, you know, had basically social problems, who were fidgety, who did what kids do. We, instead of parenting, instead of loving, instead of sending kids out to play, to join a, a gosh darn youth soccer league, we let them sit at home in front of the computer and we medicated them with drugs that are no different, frankly, than some very dangerous illegal drugs that are on the street that we expend immense amount of resources to uh, to prohibit their sale and distribution across the country. For example, Adderall. I can't tell you how many parents I know who give their young children Adderall. And I have some experience with this drug because I am terrible at concentration. Guarantee you I am an undiagnosed ADHD person. And to get myself through the end of law school and into bar exams, I'll tell you right now, I, I, I took the drug because I, I, I had to sit down 12 hours a day and study. And it wasn't good. It wasn't good for me. I, I ultimately passed the bar and moved on with my life and got off Adderall and am uh, and, and, and very happy. But giving this powerful drug to young kids to me is is – outrageous it falls in line with parents you know both parents working leaving the home mothers not being home see we want to radically remake society according to this picture that we have and equality and all this stuff that sounds great particularly to the culture warriors on the left but the resulting mess we are seeing this we are seeing the literal byproduct of parents not wanting to be parents. Of us telling teachers, no, you cannot discipline kids that get out of line. And then parents permissively allowing kids to play these video games that are just not okay. So I want to know, okay, I hear you. Guns, I understand are involved in these incidents. But what else? And how important is that what else? Because folks, I'm gonna tell you right now, there is a lot more to this than guns. We are a country that at the end of the Civil War, <laughs> okay, they weren't AR-15s, 
but uh, if you look at the number of fallen Americans, no one can dispute the fact that the guns involved in the Civil War were lethal. And everyone took their rifles and revolvers home at the end of the war. We didn't have school shootings. And why? I say this not as a religious person, but maybe a little bit of school prayer was not the worst thing in the world. Maybe students gathering together once a day for a contemplative moment, recognizing some higher power than themselves is not a terrible thing. You had parents who loved their kids. We certainly have that today, but we have parents too, and I, I, I know this from our own home. We have parents that are distracted. We don't have dinner together, right? That's the thing of the past. And your teenagers are all on iPhones. You've given your, your, your teenager an iPhone, have you not? And do you know what they do with that iPhone and where, what sites they visit? Do you know what their social media consists of? Do you know if they have a hidden social media account? No, you probably don't because you're too busy. And then one day a shooting occurs. It didn't happen in your school. It didn't happen to your kid. It didn't happen to mine, but it could have. And being more involved as parents, and I say this, I have a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old, and I'm, I'm in that stage where I've got, I've got my teenager and I've got my preteen. And I've got still one normal kid, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in this phase of life right now where it is very challenging keeping up. And yes, 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 40 years ago, in 1972, it was easier to raise kids. I don't know any parent today that disputes that statement. So what is it that we can do to take us as close back to that as is possible, as possible? And if your kid needs a phone, does he need an iPhone? Does he need a camera? Maybe we need to think that young children, 12, 13, 14, should not be playing violent video games where they are shooters killing people. If you think that's okay as a parent, then you're part of the problem. That's precisely what the Buffalo shooter did. I mean, he played those games. We know he did. And his parents allowed it. But when these things happen, to cry gun control is the most knee-jerk, simple, basic thing. And you know why we all say it? You know why we say it? We say it because it takes away the responsibility that we have for our children, our grandchildren, our community. It takes responsibility away from us. It is the easiest, cheapest throw you can put out there. Because what's a lot harder to say is, hey, you know, maybe I shouldn't have over-medicated my kid. Hey, maybe my kid shouldn't have played video games. Hey, maybe all these psychologists and psychiatrists were quick 
to make excuses for regular normal kid behavior. Kids get sad. Kids get down. Kids struggle with feelings. Go out, get in the sun, and play. Join a sports league. Get on a team sport. Not every team requires you to be an ace athlete. And you know what? Self-esteem is great, but self-esteem is something that is built and developed through character. And character comes from going through challenges and tough times and recognizing that your current self may not be the best self. And that to me, friends, this is what we need to talk about. We need to have a conversation figuring out why this happens. All right, we got to take a quick break. And I will, when we come back, have some, a sample of reactions. I can't get to all of it uh, because it's, it's just I've got only an hour with you here. Uh, right at the end of the show, by the way, we're going to have a briefly on uh, Gerald Romalho. And he's Gerard is running for Nevada Secretary of State. He'll be here in studio. We'll have a conversation with him. Uh, also reminding you that right here on KXNT tonight, 7 to 8, you can hear the GOP governor's debate. You'll want to tune in. Keep the dial set to KXNT for that. All right, friends, I'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Accountability after an accident means more than just a settlement check. It means getting you back to 100%. We hold the insurance company accountable for what they owe you. Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. listening to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajovsky here. Uh, great to be with you. Obviously, a very sad day today uh, here in Nevada and, and beyond. Uh, uh, Texas is shooting uh, as close to home as, as it can get. For those of us who've got kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews, uh, it's just heavy stuff. Now, everyone is screaming, do something. One of these impassioned pleas came from Steve Kerr. Uh, Steve Kerr is the coach uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Now, yesterday they were playing game four of the Western Conference Finals against the Dallas Mavericks. When he got out of it, uh, the right basically toward the end of the game is when this all occurred. So th this is his reaction. It's pretty raw. And uh, I'm going to play it because I certainly have some thoughts about it. Um since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here, and a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. 
And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. Now, I don't know this guy from Adam. I'm not a sports person. So what I can tell you, though, is despite this video being passed around as the greatest thing ever, and yeah, Steve is speaking for all of us, my immediate reaction to it is I don't think he knows what the hell he's talking about. So H.R. 8, the bill that he is talking about, closes a loophole for buying guns at uh, different gun shows. So that's a, you know, would be a a new federal requirement to require the same kind of background checks for for guns purchased at gun shows. Now, why the background check? Background check is there designed to weed out people with a criminal history and maybe with mental health issues, too. We don't know where the shooter in Uvalde, Texas, where he bought the gun. I don't know that he bought it at a at a trade show. But what we do know is that he did not have any known mental health issues or arrests. So you can pound all you want and yell and cry because this is overwhelming emotionally, and it certainly is. But we, as grown, a money, money, American men, do not get to throw fits and demand solutions that aren't solutions. That's not, that's not the right approach. And like I said, this is a very complicated deal. To me, by the way, statistics matter. I'm a data person. So there was a great article, CBS News did this three years ago, four years ago. Laura Strickler uh, went in, did a deep dive on gun ownership in America. And the conclusion was that despite mass shootings going up, the number of households that own guns is significantly declining. Significantly. From a high point in 1978, it looks like, of over 50% to well below 35% in 2019. Significant decline. Then you look at new gun sales, right? This is new gun sales, not per capita, not per household, not anything. And there's an overall increase in the last 30 years, but not, I don't see any spikes. But then friends, let me pull out amphetamine and methylphenidate drug prescriptions to our kids. In 1960, no, we call it 1984, at about zero. By 2006, at about 2.5 million doses per year. That has to be a factor that we consider in this. That has to be a consideration. I'm gonna say another thing here that nobody wants to talk about. This is really important too. Looking at data regarding causes of death, you know, deaths overall of kids uh, have gone way down and that's because automobiles have gotten safer. 
car-related deaths, I mean, were off the charts. And now, yeah, for the first time, firearm-related injuries have gone above motor vehicle crashes. This is a self-inflicted problem. So when I come back, I know we've got to, we've got to address this and get into this. And I, I don't have all the answers, but I want to ask the right questions. And I don't want to just go right to some conclusions based on my, you know, my emo immediate emotional anger. Uh, because this is really important. And that's what this is all about. All right, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to What's Right with Sam Merjofsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. We'll be back right after the break. Sam and Ash here with a What's Right PSA. If you've been hurt and a lawyer reaches out to you first, run the other way. It's unethical and honest lawyers don't do it. Don't let your lawyer choose you. If a tow truck driver, mechanic, or anyone at the ER tells you which injury lawyer to hire, chances are that person has a shady deal with the lawyer. Don't risk your future with a crooked lawyer. Choose the law firm you know you can trust. Call us 702-820-1234 or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. So we gave $40 billion to the Ukraine to help them stay safe. We can't figure out how to keep, I don't know, adults with guns out of schools. I mean, yesterday, just yesterday, we were talking about uh, the guy, the parent, I think it was a, a mom that came into a school, local high school here, and threw a fit in the high school, ultimately tossing a desk up in the air that hit a student took them 15 minutes to get to the classroom and to secure the situation. Blows my mind. Sam Rajovsky here, the What's Right Show, live on News Talk 840 KXNT. Uh, going through the events here, the aftermath of the Uvalde shooting. Interestingly enough, this town pronounced Uvalde, Uvalde is another way it's, I think, more locally pronounced Uvalde. And it is uh, the hometown of Matthew McConaughey of all things. Now today, uh, they had a press conference at the high school there. And during the press conference, uh, Governor Abbott spoke uh, to, the, to the public uh, doing a, a, a briefing, which is you know, pr pretty typical in these kind of cases. And Beto O'Rourke, who's running against him for governor, <laughs> decided to disrupt the event. Here's roughly uh, what it sounded like. I just, you know, you can, you can hear, by the way, you can hear various officials shouting Beto down. I remember Beto ran, what did he, he ran for Congress. I think he ran for Senate. He's kind of a failed candidate. It's, his real name is Robert, but he identifies now as a Hispanic politician. So anyway, here you go. Here is what it sounded like. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down and don't play this stuff. Next shooting is right now and you're doing nothing. No, please you can talk to this over. This is totally predictable when you Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Well, he is out of line. He decided to grandstand at a press conference talking about dead children. 
There's no fans of butts about it. I mean, I mean, that is not the time. I'm no fan of, of Biden. Biden gave a press conference, too. If some Republican running to replace Biden in 2024 decided to stand up and begin heckling Biden in that press conference, I think it's pretty embarrassing and inappropriate as well. So that's Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor P- uh, Patrick saying, sit down, you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down and don't play this stuff. <laughs> and O'Rourke responds, you're doing nothing. This is totally predictable. You're doing nothing. Then the mayor of the town where this massacre occurred, Don McLaughlin, says, no, sir, you are out of line. You're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. Now, there was a discussion last night on Fox News that I thought bears, well, I think this guy got it straight on the nose. Will Kane, who's an American columnist, political analyst, and sports commentator, currently the co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend on Fox News, and they were reacting to President Biden's response to the Texas elementary school shooting. Now, this is... I think this is about as spot on as it gets. Here is Will Kane giving his 10 cents on the situation. Okay, I've been listening to you tonight, and you've been asking some important questions. For example, I heard you ask Judge Pirro earlier in the show, do we study these things? Do we study yeah. these shooters? How can we stop them in the future? You know, in the 80s, we put together a behavioral science unit at the FBI to stop serial killers. Now, these guys in these situations often kill themselves. We can see what makes them tick. We can do more. We can put money into protecting schools. We just gave $40 billion, Tucker, to Ukraine to protect and rebuild that country. We can't afford to protect our schools. We immediately put money into protecting schools from COVID. By the way, much of it, which is not yet used, could be used to protecting schools. There are things we can do, but the most important thing, Tucker, is figure out what's going on culturally with this country. We are callous, we are partisan, we are not spiritual, and we have lost meaning. I could not have said it better myself. This is, he is so spot on. Look, September 11th happened. We found a way to secure cockpits. I I know it's different, smaller doors, whatnot. But building fences and locking the front gate of the school and making it so that adults can't just barge in. Hey, that's a start. No. And maybe a student walking through, you know, certain entrances with an adult standing there. You know, it's pretty hard to conceal an AR-15. I'm going to tell you that right now. So this is preventable. But it also requires us to look at ourselves culturally. He's exactly getting it. The most important thing is to figure out what's going on culturally with this country. We are callous. We are partisan. We're not spiritual. We've lost meaning. Our meaning is now entirely on the internet, entirely on social media. And I went through, I told you, 40 years between 1972 and 2012, two school shootings. So you tell me what's happened from 2012 to 2022. I don't know. In 2010, Instagram is launched and hits 1 million users by December. 
Call of Duty games get more. I mean, what, those came about. I remember. I remember in 1992, one of the first violent video games was on the computer. It was called Doom. They think some iteration of it still exists. It was very blocky. It was still very rough. Ten years later, the graphics improved. It got more realistic. A lot of people I know, a lot of kids that were my age played it. And they played it day in and day out instead of getting their fat A money monies outside in the sunlight run around. And what did their parents do? Instead of being parents, they said, oh, little Johnny's, he's depressed. He's got ADHD. You know, instead of parenting him, I'm going to send him to a psychiatrist and have the doctor prescribe some medication. These are the components that we need to be looking at, all of it. And I'm coming back to it. There's no easy fix to any of this. And anyone that tells you that is, is lying. Now, the, the best thing is the, the, that it, the left, of course, wants to use this to push their radical agenda of getting rid of our guns, uh, which is not, thankfully, there's constitutional protection. So it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's, it's certainly that, you know, it's, it, for them, it's something that they're going to use to rally and, and, and get their base moving, but ultimately not going to be very successful. And one of these interviews that I heard was uh, Jacinda Ardern. She is the uh, prime minister of New Zealand. She was the most COVID happy, close it all up, COVID fascist on the planet, I think. And she went and sat down with Steve Colbert talking about this. And, you know, Colbert gets her started saying, well, you know, here in the United States, we have gun violence. You guys in New Zealand, it's so great. It's amazing. 91% of Americans approve background checks. Of course we do. Yeah, it's not the issue. Reminding you again that these school shooters didn't have a record of arrest or of violence. And if they did, they didn't come up on the search. Here is Jacinda Ardens. I love when other people's leaders talk for our country, but here's what she has to say about, how did you get it done in New Zealand? Tell us your secret. Here's her response. Well, I can, I can only speak to our experience in New Zealand, but you know, when I watch from afar and see events such as those today, I think of them not as a politician, I see them just as a mother, and I'm so sorry for what has happened here. And then I think about what, what happened to us, and all I can reflect is we are, we are a very pragmatic people. When we saw something like that happen, everyone said never again. And so then it was incumbent on us as politicians to respond to that. Now, we have legitimate needs for guns in our country for things like pest control and to protect our biodiversity, but you don't need a military-style <laughs> semi-automatic weapon to do that. We need guns to protect our biodiversity. You know, let me break it down for you. They don't have the Constitution. They can lock people up in their homes. They can take away their guns. They can do all of that because they're not the United States. And also, they're a flipping island. They're tiny. They've never fought a civil war. They don't have our history. They never had a frontier. They, uh, this is, this is, I don't know, this is like, you know, Summerlin trying to tell, give advice on neighborhood issues to the Bronx. 
okay? To Manhattan, fine, if you want to do, you know, comparables to income levels. I mean, just, it's absurd. But you will hear, mark my words, you will hear, well, in New Zealand, they did this and they did that. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it part of the debate, the so-called debate, the next coming weeks. So this, I will continue talking about this issue, and I, I, I think it's all interconnected. If you follow and listen to this program, you know that we have to reclaim our schools. Maybe, friends, maybe there are some bigger issues out there with mental health than we're willing to acknowledge. Maybe instead of sicking the gosh damn FBI on concerned parents, yelling at these woke-a-doodle school board members. Maybe, just maybe, that FBI should be rerouted to looking at and examining people who have a propensity to unleash this kind of violence. But the problem is that we, one, do not want to take any personal responsibility. Two, the FBI is great at catching Republicans who put selfies of themselves protesting on January 6th, but they're absolutely worthless, at, 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 for the most part, at preventing any real crime. We saw this in Buffalo. The guy had a digital footprint, and the people that we pay to monitor that didn't. Why? Because they were too busy being political hacks. I would just, I would, I would, start with just destroying the FBI can just start all over again. I, I hope that President DeSantis or whoever comes in uh, starts, you know, from the from the bottom up and rebuilds that thing, because this is a joke. But yes, by all means, it's a gun problem. So much more to this, folks, so much more to this. All right, Gerard Ramallo, my friend, candidate for Nevada Secretary of State. He's here in studio. Don't go anywhere. We will talk to him when we come back. What's right with Sam Merjofsky? That's me. Uh, short break. Back in a moment. You're listening to What's Right, Sam Rajovsky here, your host. A reminder, 7 to 8, right here on KXNT, the GOP governor's debate will be on, simulcasted, so tune in and listen to that. But now we're going to go to a different election, one that I think is maybe one of the most important in our state. And we have in studio with us my friend Gerard, Gerard Romalo. Welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be back here with you. That's right. It's a it's it's our second visit check in. <laughs> I, that was a few months ago, right when you first threw your hat in. That's right. That's and right. so you are you are now well on your way. I've got my look. I'm going to just reach over here and pull out my sample, sample ballot. ballot for the Tuesday, June 14th primary. We'll right. talk about that in a moment. I want to get your reaction. I've been talking about this awful horrific shooting that oh, happened gosh. yesterday in texas and you know going through all the different causes because look the the common easy thing to say is we have to have a conversation about guns right and people are are uh, 
And the other thing is, of course, that we, we as humans, as part of our, our nature, is we believe that we can fix everything and we can solve everything. And that, to some extent, you know, is doable, but it's, problems are complex, and a lot of times the solutions that government comes up with, especially in, in an emotionally charged moment, are, are sometimes not the right fixes and end up doing more harm than good. So just, I mean, what, what, are, what are your thoughts with all of this, well, all I think, this in the news? Yeah, no, thank, thank you for that. Obviously, I'm, I'm heartbroken by this. I think we're all, to a degree, very numb. But you're right, I think discussions need to happen. Um, there's a, a mental health discussion that I think needs to happen. In my opinion, crime itself is different than what it was 20 years ago, is it not? I mean, you know, you can go to something like, like shoplifting, for example. People didn't do it as much as now it's just rampant. It's everywhere. So I think there's a, there's a discussion that needs to be had. Um, obviously, there's, there's a gun debate that's, that's out there, and, and there's strong opinions on, on both sides. But I would submit to you, maybe isn't, it isn't a two-sided issue. Maybe there are, um, you know, multiple other sides that need to be discussed and looked at. And, and I think that's, that's probably the case. Well, I, one thing I really like about you is that you're, you're a pragmatic person. I call myself a, a, a common-sense conservative. I think you are one as well. Um, I'm also an attorney, so I look at it and I go, look, the Second Amendment is pretty explicit, and there is a long line of Supreme Court decisions that enforce it, that, that, have, that certainly laws that have come in that have been restrictive to gun ownership have been struck down. So the gun question may not be necessarily the the way to tackle it. Right. And the other thing I ask myself then, so then I go, well, what else can be done? And in that process of looking at what else, I suddenly look at all the other associated factors. I look at all the things that have changed over time. Cultural. Cultural, cultural changes. Yeah. And and I, I look at, I there's a reason why, for example, from 1972 to, to 2012, there were two school shootings two yeah. yeah so what's happened since then what why the change and family breakdown um mental illness uh, cases uh, drug addiction issues i i think there's a host of things to look at if you're going to have an honest discussion about it i i agree yeah. and i and i think that's what needs to that certainly needs to happen and 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 so i'm i'm i understand right where people are coming from i understand that not everyone is uh, people are most people are pretty um would be emotionally taken by this uh, that's understood but it you know if we're it, and i also understand that we like to deflect we don't like to take personal responsibility mm -hmm. you know if it, i have i know it's how difficult it is to have kids and i have i have a teenager and a preteen at home and and it's a challenging time and it's easy to just hand your kid an iPhone and and not lock it up, or you know, you know, how, even have a phone to begin with, and and how to monitor what video games kids are playing and technologies over parents' heads, and there's a there's a lot of different factors. So anyway, it's good to have you here, and Thanks. I and I want and and we're, since we're not going to solve that today, I do want to because we've planned on having you here for for quite some time. So uh, today's your day. I I want to hear how the how the race is going. 
and uh, and 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 I've I'm 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 fascinated. I I know the field of candidates again. I I feel very good about you. I think you're the guy that needs to wow that makes make a this, lot. Thank make, you. Makes this make you gotta you gotta you gotta make this happen. So, what do people need to know about you? How's the race going? Give it to us. Well, the race is. Uh Full, full steam ahead at this point. Uh, we have early voting that begins on Saturday, and the election, of course, is on the 14th. Uh, I've been working every day. I believe the campaign has been gaining momentum, and one thing I've learned is that people are very concerned about election integrity. We've lost confidence, in large part, in the process of our elections. And listen, uh, we have to tackle those things that can be done legally and then we have to look at the big picture and, and say okay where can we uh, improve and what can we adjust in order to add that integrity back into the process i have um well go ahead no i just what i want to say is i i want to go through all of this with you because sure. i think it's so important i only get an hour here it's it's tough they'll give me more but what we have is the podcast, and what I want to do is, if we can, uh, Gerard, is continue the conversation, and I'll, we'll do it on the podcast. We'll sure. release that later this afternoon. So you know it's your 24-7 Sanity Lifeline, the What's Right show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Find it. We're going to post our conversation here with Gerard Romalo. He's running for Secretary of State. This is our way to clean up the elections in the state. If we have a mess at the ballot box, they can get away with anything. We've got to tighten it up. And and I think I think you agree that this is something we need to do. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, see you here tomorrow. And Gerard will continue after this. Thank you.